Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. I like your constellation and the way you move, way I'm staying. Lit up by the moon, got me crappy. The way those legs do make me happy. But I think that might be you. Space Court, Space Court. It's full moon, bitch. January 10th, 2020. This full moon in Cancer is a lunar eclipse. We invite you to join us on this voyage of exploration. Okay, so happy 2020, bitches, for starters. We are fully in the Capricorn season, and we are fully in a new year. So that's Yay, we made it. Looks like we made it. Well, I still haven't, actually... I haven't really felt like the transition. Oh, I have. You know? You have? Yeah. But I've also, I, I started the year fasting, so I'm just coming out of that. So oh, wow. Oh, I'm, wow. Yeah, yeah. For how long? We would like to introduce you to the bitch that can really call in the energy of the current zodiac season. Rachel Villaverde. Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. Um, well, it's a gradual fast, so restricted food for four days, and then just water fast for two days, and then restricted four again. It's kind of like a little bell curve. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! This one's been really nice. It's been good. So, so yeah, I'm just coming back into food. Um, so I definitely feel like 2020 is here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So yeah, full moon in Cancer, our first moon of 2020. Well, our first complete moon of 2020. Well, it's in the sign of Cancer, um, and there's and it's a lunar eclipse, and it's part of the Cancer Capricorn eclipse series that we've been having. So there's an ongoing theme of like home and private life and identity versus like your public identity and your reputation and how you're serving, how you like are known in the outer world on a universal level. We would like to introduce you to the bitch that contains the same aspect of the current sun, moon, opposition. Say Pitten. Cancer sun. Capricorn moon. Virgo rising. The eclipses have been in Cancer and Capricorn for like the last year or two years, I think. I'm not 100% sure how long it's been going for, but I know it's been a while. Like, so back in July, when we had the Capricorn full moon, that was also an eclipse. And then the January before that was a Cancer eclipse. 
So this is like another one. And I probably don't sound too pumped about that. <laughs> but it's definitely felt by the collective, this Cancer Capricorn. So like wherever those two signs fall in your personal natal chart for you, we've all been feeling stuff repetitively. Like there's probably been a pattern because eclipses highlight things on a big level. Like it makes things significant and impacts us in a life-changing way. So for example, for me, cancer is in my 10th house and there's been a lot of stuff going on in my work sphere for me and I'm feeling it so much right now. And that's what this full moon lunar eclipses is in cancer. So I feel it for sure. It is definitely being highlighted. It's like impossible to ignore. But it's also nice because I see like developments, like I can track it. Like if I think in terms of like, when have the eclipses been, Mm. I can sort of track it that way, Mm. which is kind of nice. Today is a Cancer, Sun, Capricorn, Moon. So this is like, probably like, this is like your eclipse yes yeah because like your sun and moon are your two biggest primary soul markers or like your identifiers it's all about well it's not all about but your sun and moon are kind of like the two most important significators of who you are and like what your soul is about so right now the sun is in capricorn and Capricorn's very wintry and it's ruled by Saturn, which is cold and hard and rules steel and like things that come out of the earth. So it's like perfect that it's in the winter time. Saturn really is like old man winter. When winter comes, you see the leaves fall off the trees and you see like the true markings of time passing and Saturn rules time and Capricorn is really anal about time. Like time is very valuable. And so... Yeah, that's where that efficiency comes in. Yeah, Cancer Capricorn. That's why they're like totally opposite of each other because Capricorn just wants to keep moving forward and keeping productive and get things done and gain respect and like be like a useful citizen, like a productive person, um, contribute to society by being really like helpful and bang out deals and get things done. And then cancer is all like, no, I got to take care of my emotions first. And I got to like be cozy and safe and eat yummy foods and feel emotionally nurtured from the inside out. I think Capricorn might, in comparison, they would want to improve things by working from the outside in. Like if things look good and are functioning well on the outside, then they feel good on the inside. So there's that contrast oh something beautiful that's happening is um i think that series the asteroid series is also in cancer right now so which is where the moon is for this full moon mm-hmm. and series represents it's like the mothering quality it's a female goddess and 
she kind of represents the part of our lives where we lacked nurturing when we were growing up. And so we make up for it by giving it ourselves. That's what the ASA Ceres represents. So Ceres is kind of like an offshoot of Cancer. It's a maternal energy. Yeah, they sound very related. But if you actually look at her mythology, Ceres was somebody who was like raped and like she went through some really rough stuff. So it's also kind of like, I don't know, maybe you could say this like female pain that women might carry. It's the same as Demeter, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Oh, is one Greek and the other is Roman or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I never knew that. So, yes, Aries is in Cancer. So there's just a spotlight on this theme of mothering and just self-care, I guess. That sounds like good stuff. Cancer is so emo. <laughs> the emoist. Yes. <laughs> Isn't Pisces the emoist? Oh, the discussion before. Yeah, I feel like Pisces is so in, like, dreamland, you know? Mm -hmm. We would like to introduce you to the bitch that was gifted, a literal bitch, for Christmas. Catherine Diaz. Taurus Sun. Libra Moon. Aquarius Rising. Pisces is more like the collective emo. Yeah. Cancer's more like the personal emo. Yes. Yeah, the fourth house is the personal emo. You know, I was reading uh, last night in one of my books, the first sign in each element expresses that element the most clearly. Yeah, did you, have, I have did you know that? that before? Yeah. Okay, so like Aries would be the first fire sign, Taurus is the first oh, earth gotcha. sign, gotcha. Cancer is the first water sign, and yeah. Leo is the first fire, fire sign. sign. It's all like Following about the, the self. It's like and Gemini above, is the first air sign. Yeah, sorry, I skipped. Leo's mm -hmm. not the first fire sign. I said Aries is the first fire sign. Mm -hmm. um, Gemini is the first air sign. Mm. So they express the element the most clearly. Mm. Like it's mm. like a pure, pure expression of the element. Mm. It's very interesting. And then it gets more complicated, like with the middle ones, like Virgo, Scorpio, Libra, Leo. It's like the relationship between the self and another person mm. and then the last ones oh, are like oh cool the self and the collective gotcha mm. so that's why you say pisces is like the collective emo yeah because it's about like compassion for like the world mm. mm -hmm. it's always so interesting to me because i am a double cancer cancer sun cancer moon and everyone's always talking about how emo cancers are so rachel emo. you're so emo when you say that, Rachel, you're so emotional. Like, what examples or what do you mean by that? I feel like you just feel things, like, very deeply, you know? I guess that suffices. <laughs> when you love, you love, like, super hard. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you're so drawn to, like, nature and music and, you know, like, all Well, that's because all my cancers are in the second house right and i would of course be drawn to the like beautiful things of this world can't put my finger on exactly what this this moon has meant i think definitely a lot of coming into my body we were talking about how i started the year with a fast and i feel like that definitely strips away a lot of the kind of mental things that's really cool i think fasting is a very brave thing to do like i am nowhere it takes near so much ready. discipline yeah yeah I have a shit ton of discipline, though. I really do. Mm. When I get amazing. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> like, I don't know if I could ever 
fast in my whole life. <laughs> we all have our paths, you know, but I do. Uh, and mine is not to fast. Yeah. But I encourage those that have curiosity or interest about it to follow that and see what happens. So where does it fall in your house? For me? Yeah. Uh, looks like the fifth. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's lovely. I love the fifth Oh, wait, house. no. Six. Oh. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Damn. I so know close. That's, that's close. almost really great. Yeah, cancer rules my sixth house. So that would be like day-to-day routine, work, service. Your health? Mm-hmm, health. Healthy routines. Are you getting in a groove with your new pup? I'm sure that's changed up your routine a little. Oh, it sure has. My routine is important to me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm asking you, have you gotten into your groove? I'm still getting into it. You know, oh, I just put her, I put her in her crate. You know, she sleeps well. And so, That's but I've great. been having to wake up, you know, to like let her out because I'm worried that she has to go to the bathroom and you know, she can't hold it. But then, yeah, it's just, I've really been having to slow down because I have to make extra time for her, mm. you know, to like yeah. do her thing. And I have to sit with her when she's eating because she's scared of everything because she's like tiny. It's taking up a lot of my attention. I'm really looking at it as like a slowing down, okay. which is a good theme for me for 2020. Mm. How about you, Rachel? Where does it fall in the chart for you? Second house, right? Cancer rules my second house. Oh, yeah. Home, values, um, physical environment. I mean, I'm in Hawaii. People keep asking me, how are you? And I'm just like, this is a strange question. I'm in Hawaii. You know, like, I always am glad (laughs) to be where I am. Like, that generally is a true statement for me but when I say it because I'm here like it's so true there is no better place for a cancer sun and cancer moon ruled by the second house to be in than Hawaii Mm. it's just so fucking beautiful I mean I Mm. every chance that I'm sitting to pause like I'm outside and I'm just looking into vast nature oh god that sounds incredible it is incredible I miss Hawaii so much yeah and you're fasting. You're starting the year yeah. in such a wonderful way. I'm on track, bitches. I'm like jealous and proud <laughs> and in awe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm also so. in awe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the support. I appreciate the support. Speaking of support, we would like to bring to your attention that Space Court is creating a Donate Down Under initiative to provide financial support for the people and wildlife affected by the bushfire crisis in Australia. Stay tuned. Talk about being proud and supported by you guys. I'm really grateful that you're offering up some of your gifts for this cause. Fires. Australia. Mm. Yeah, I interviewed three people from Sydney, Australia yesterday to get like a little bit of perspective of what's happening for them. And the scale that Australia is feeling it right now is pretty severe and they have no government support. So I think we're uh, very timely in our efforts and it's super appreciated. So cheers to that. So aside from a print, can I also offer your Aquarius issue for this uh, fundraising? Sure. Okay. And then say you're down for natal chart reading. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Seth, Vedic astrologer, is also offering um, a natal chart. Oh, awesome. awesome. He's so good. 
I know. He's great. Do you remember Bia, the like uh, sex yes. expert? From yes, yes. She's going to offer a session. She's a sex expert, pleasure coach, tantra teacher. Um, cool. So I'm gathering up a nice package of people. But I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited. I also want space court every month to kind of do a similar thing give to this cause or give to that cause like a charity i want to do a charity that's great it's a great idea yeah so whoever else wants you know to like rally some people that might have a gift or an offering like this is this is who i'm interested in partnering with you know this is to beginnings and visions moving forward wonderful yeah we should also talk about how uh, the saturn pluto conjunction is affecting this moon The big Saturn-Pluto conjunction. What does it mean? This shit's in my chart though, right? I have a, I I was born under a Saturn-Pluto conjunct. Yes. So was I. Yep. Okay, okay. It's an 82. Everybody born in 81, 82 is going to have this in their chart. They were conjunct in Libra and that was the last time. And now it's conjunct in Capricorn. The conjunction happens about every, it's like every 32 to 37 years. But I don't know if that's just the conjunction or if that's like including any time they meet, which includes like the opposition and the square, at least in terms of like hard aspects. This is one of those like very, one of the most powerful events in the sky that, that we'll ever experience in terms of like, like how it will affect us. And how will it Saturn, affect us? So because Saturn is so challenging and restrictive and then pluto's all about like bringing everything to the surface or like uncovering hidden things and like pluto's also about pain straight up and the when depths the feels too it's like anything that's taboo the undercurrents of life transformation mm-hmm. secrets so it's like all the things that being human, we like to keep hidden or just not mm-hmm. talk about. It's like uncomfortable or taboo or like not pretty, you know, it's all those things. But then when you do talk about it, you hit this very sensitive point in a person. It pinpoints that very tender part of ourselves that we might normally keep walls around because it's so tender, but like that's what Pluto is. It brings that to the surface and like blasts those walls and it helps us feel all the pain that we've been trying to numb all along because it's so much like that's Pluto. And then when you bring that in conjunction with Saturn, who's like, uh, nope, we are not going to bullshit one more second. We're not going to waste more time. We're not going to baby you because you're a fucking adult and you have to step up and buck up and just like face all your shit, face all your demons via Pluto. Like that's what this conjunction. I might have made it sound like probably worse than it actually is. I mean, it's not going to be the same for everybody, but that's kind of how I've been seeing it. And being that it's in Capricorn, who's like, represents like the government and authority figures and like the patriarch and rules and structure systems hierarchy titles 
things like that. That's why people foresee like our government, there might be things that surface that's going to like shock us all or even on a much smaller scale, like within your own family structure or within your own community, whoever holds that position of being like either the patriarch or like an authority figure or like a leader in any way, there might be like restructuring around systems and like just how we all like think about leaders and fathers and authority. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, so it's in opposition to the full moon because the Saturn and Pluto conjunction is in the sign of Capricorn, which is opposite the moon. So we're going to feel this maybe in our relationships because the opposition aspect is about relationships because it's about seeing like both sides and like balance and opposing points of view and like how to bring those two together to bring those two into like a happy marriage, how to marry the two viewpoints. The moon is at home in Cancer. Hell yes, it is. (laughs) So the moon is comfortable, but then it's got these really heavy forces opposing it. So we might see it like, oh, we want to be comfortable and we have all these reasons to be pretty content at home Mm -hmm. um snuggled up on the couch with all of our loved ones right by us but then Mm -hmm. there might be like external forces that make it challenging our north node is cancer and the south node is capricorn and that's where it falls in our birth chart so it seems like that's where we're going to be shedding wow there's going to be some sort of adjustment whoa in our like purpose maybe or I don't know in your like um in in your guys's soul evolution mm-hmm. like what you guys are used to as opposed to what's totally unfamiliar and that's gonna be for anyone born in 1982 because we all have that cancer capricorn south node north node thing and yeah. the saturn conjunct pluto too it's a it's a weird kind Time of auspicious thing for us. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Stay tuned. I see that Saturn-Pluto conjunction like coming through like a steamroller and they're just going to like come through and just like kind of kill off everything that no longer has to be with like so much steam and heat and so it's like painful because it's heat um, but it's also cleansing because it's steam and it's also just like yeah, making way for all the new stuff. But it's not going to be like like a smooth, easy transition. It's going to be very intense. Can you cue some 1982 song here? So for some reason, I've noticed that lately, a lot of people around me that are playing significant roles in my life right now are all born in 82. And I just can't help but be like, okay, this has got to be astrological. There's a reason why all these 82 people are in my life and influencing me in a huge way right now. Listen to them say, that's what I have to say. <laughs> Maybe uh, we're, the 1982ers are just like going to be coming into our own this year. 
maybe everyone's having the same feeling you are, say, and they're also encountering a lot of 82s. Yeah. 82 people. Yeah. yeah. 1982. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're a nice bunch, you know, we're year of the dog. We have like so much stuff in Libra. We're like about friendship, the older millennials. Yeah. I, I feel I like if so. you met us at a party, like you want to talk to us, you know, like we're not going to be assholes. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. pretty inclusive. We're pretty entertaining. We're a good time. <laughs> All around, but I feel like you guys also have all been through a lot, and so you guys have some like scars, and that's what makes <laughs> you guys cool. I think and that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's because we're aged. I don't know if that's actually because we're from 1982. I think if you talk to a majority of people, whoever the next wave of going through 37, they will also have scars. I mean, this is what time does, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of scars, so for the Capricorn zine, you were pretty under pressure because of the holidays and timelines and things. How's this yes. scene coming along? It's coming along. It's going to be good. It's going to be very cosmic. And since Aquarius is the ruler of astrology, it's like a special issue. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah. So stay tuned. This is the dawning of the age. I love Aquarius. Well, it's your moon, bitch. It's not my moon. It's not? Oh, it's your rising. It's my, it's my rising. I feel like I have a special relationship with Uranus. I visited Uranus in a dream several years ago, and I have a lot of Uranus aspects in my natal chart. Okay. So I think that there's a lot of that energy going on for me. And you also have an astrology talk coming up. Oh yeah, a workshop. My friend Palomi and I, who is a wonderful astrologer, medicine woman, we co-led a workshop last year together and um, it was really fun. So we decided to do another one and that's going to be on the 23rd of January in Venice. What's the workshop? It's going to be on your natal chart. So like learning more about your natal chart, going into like depth in your personal natal chart. It's going to be like a group learning And also that's the day before the new moon in Aquarius. So we'll also talk about the new moon in Aquarius and how that moon is going to affect you in your chart. And we'll do like some new moon intentions. Cool. Uh, What's the best way for people to find out about that? It's on Conscious City Guide. So you can uh, go to ConsciousCityGuide.com and then you can sign up there. And I also posted a link in my Instagram and I'm going to do a permanent link on my link tree. So you can also find it that way. Okay. We're still in Capricorn midway through, so there are things. Space cord. Space cord. Inspired by our natal chart and synastry readings of Britney Spears, Space Court will now utilize Britney's Gimme More in our moon introductions. All credit and thanks goes to Britney Spears and her constituents.